Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And today we have a book club for you. It is a, it's kind of a spooky book. So we sort of missed Halloween, uh, but <laughs> we like talking about spooky things all year round. Yes. And I think we need to extend it because I feel like we didn't get in as much as we typically do. I feel like we were off maybe because I was sick and I missed out on a couple of episodes. Yeah. And I feel like I missed out. So I want to extend it. <laughs> I mean, anytime. I'm I'm there. <laughs> the <laughs> listeners might be like, oh, no, <laughs> but I am there. I, I did really enjoy this book. Uh you can see our episode on the craft and our recent episode on who gets possessed, which I did do without Samantha. And I think we yeah, should return again, to. Like I said, I missed out on so many things. Yes. And I have like, I have watched a lot of horror movies because I've been behind recently. And I got even more thoughts about that. So I can return. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> also... Content warning, we're not going to go too in-depth, but there is some discussion of sexual assault. Yeah, I think that's it. There's some death. There's some kind death. Of murder, menacing, menacing murder. <laughs> menacing murders. <laughs> Vigilantism, perhaps. <laughs> a few of that happens. A few of those things a, happen. A little bit of sexual content. Sexual content, yes. Okay, so today we are talking about the 2021 novel by V. Castro, uh, Goddess of Filth. This has been on our list for a while. I think since it came out. Uh, we've mm -hmm. kind of continuously been like, maybe this one, maybe this one. It follows five friends, Lourdes, Fernanda, Perla, Anna, and Pauline, a group of friends about to graduate high school. Um, and they are fans of the movie The Craft, which is why go listen to that episode. <laughs> and so they get together to have a seance together. Um, and of course... It doesn't quite go like they want it to. The story is largely told from Lourdes, uh, her POV, with some snippets from Fernanda. Um, and, and they're really great friends, but in some ways opposite. Like, they're very much like, Lourdes is the bad girl and heavy quotes. And Fernanda's like, 
the the good girl who's going to go to college and like succeed. Um, <laughs> and so there's that di- dichotomy. Um, but what happens as a result of this night of the seance changes all of them and touches on issues like sexuality, adolescence, friendship, religion, faith, colonization, justice, sexism, racism, all with elements of horror. Uh, yeah, so from the book, quote, V. Castro is a Mexican-American author from San Antonio, Texas, now residing in the UK. She is a full-time mother, a Latinx literary advocate, and co-founder of Fright Girl Summer, a platform to amplify marginalized voices. She writes Latinx novels of horror, erotic horror, and science fiction, including her most recent Hairspray and Switchblades. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to ask, because we were talking about this a little bit before, so... Samantha usually listens to the books. I usually read them, which is helpful <laughs> in terms of pronunciation for me. But you were saying you listened to it on the plane. I did. I did. <laughs> uh, I knew that it was a horror, but like we have so many different genres of horror when we listen. Like we've had the one where it's still haunting, like the one where she goes into the castle with a family member or whatever and like gets caught up in there, can't leave. Yeah. That was a good one. So you have mm-hmm. that, which is like haunting. But mm-hmm. nothing really graphic. You're just like, do, 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 do. What's going on? Weird. Moving mm-hmm. on. Um, then we've had the short stories, which have different versions of things. That's very classical short stories. We had the, uh, was it the Snow White one? That was not Snow White. It was the fairy tale one. Not the fairy tale one, which is good. But all those things. So uh, you never know when you come into something that seems gothic and you right. just kind of go with it. And The Goddess of Filth is such a great name, by the way. That's a great title. Yes. And I was like, okay. And I started, and of course, it jumps in very quickly with the possession. I was like, oh, damn, okay, that was quick. Yes. That was real quick. The unexpected part with the period, I was like, huh, that's not written. It's not typical. Like, horror movies talk about it, have innuendos toward it, make jokes about it, but the habit as, like, a point plot or something that shows up like like that was really interesting so hearing this i was half asleep part of the time because i was also very tired but like parts of it would just wake me up and be like what <laughs> what what mm-hmm. uh the person who read it uh and acted it out did a phenomenal job very very great on point um she she is a, a latin creator i think an actor a voice actor so it was really really good but yeah it was it was shocking Different yeah. parts. I was like, oh, wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a short, it's a short read, but it packs in a lot. <laughs> yes. Um it in the, does. In the in the story. Uh, and I really, really liked it. I did also love that it's a throwback. So it doesn't happen like today. It happens almost in the time frame of when the craft was was released. Mm-hmm. So you you hear her talking about the fashion and the music and all yes. that during that point. Yes. You know I love that stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, All right. So let's get into the plot. Uh, The book opens, yes, with a group of friends on the cusp of graduation, uh, meeting up for a seance, which I don't think I ever did anything like that. When I had my seance, I was in middle school. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so either. I think mine was middle school, elementary. We did uh, light as a feather, stiff as a board. We actually lifted a girl. But I couldn't tell because there was like eight of us. And this girl is like 90 pounds. So I don't know if if something happened because we actually did. We lifted her up a good like six inches off the ground. And then we dropped her because we freaked out. Oh, no. Sorry to that girl. I think it was Christina. Sorry, Christina. Not not our producer. Different Christina, I know. Whoa. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, there's been a lot of science about that. So I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, anyway, did <laughs> not to. do this. Back to. Um, <laughs> so Lord S, who does most of the narrating and is, yeah, like I said, the wild one, uh, who has to support her family and can't afford college, at least at this moment, uh, takes the lead as she is used to doing in terms of most of her relationships. Um, and she asks for an old spirit to contact them. And then Fernanda, who is the innocent, sheltered one, um, who was going to college, who was Sally Turian, um, seemingly has a fit and starts talking in a different language and bleeding as though she's on her period. Lourdes offers to stay with her, knowing that they are, they'd all get in trouble since they'd been drinking. They weren't supposed to be out. Fernanda's mom, particularly, is very, very strict, so she would not have liked this. When Fernanda wakes up, she's she's a little off, but mostly back to herself. But it soon becomes clear that all is not what it was with Fernanda. And through snapshots of Fernanda's POV, we learn she is sharing her body with an ancient goddess, the goddess of filth, that speaks only Nahuatl, which none of them understand. Uh, Fernanda's strict and religious mother blames Fernanda's friend group, and especially Lourdes, and calls in a local priest, Father Moreno, who runs in fear after the encounter he has with Fernanda by himself. Um, Fernanda's eyes shift. She is often found masturbating in the garden in the heat. Her friends are determined to help her, especially Lourdes. Eventually, Fernanda's mother relents and lets Lourdes see Fernanda, who asks to go to the club that night, um, also requesting that her crush, Ruben, show for them. Uh, Fernanda seems to be more or less herself, though far more outgoing and in uh, sexier clothes than was her norm. <laughs> um, Lourdes finds her in the bathroom, quote, sucking out the sin of a man who drugs women and rapes them. After a heated discussion, Lourdes is convinced to take the money he had on him and tell the bartender there was a drunk man in the bathroom in need of help. And Lourdes reveals she's been having dreams to Anna, who ultimately realizes they need to contact someone who speaks Nahuatl. Uh, Lourdes contacts a local college professor who speaks the language and convinces her to come see Fernanda. The professor is shocked, and they start talking to the entity inhabiting Fernanda's body, who the professor eventually determines to be an ancient goddess, perhaps incorrectly known as the goddess of filth, who basically cleanses people of sin, uh, but also represents fertility after death. The professor also encourages Lourdes to pursue her writing, and they grow closer and closer, and through talking, Fernanda and the goddess seem to get better and better. Um, but while this is happening, we learn that Fernanda's mom is not her biological mom, and she has been struggling with how to tell Fernanda that. And the priest killed a woman earlier, has kept her body in the freezer, and plans to do the same to Fernanda. <laughs> he arrives at the professor's house and fatally shoots the professor and kidnaps Fernanda. Lourdes goes to confront him at the church and witnesses the goddess use her power to resurrect Martha, the woman the priest had killed, and use her to incapacitate but not kill uh, the priest. Um, Fernanda and the goddess reach an agreement. They reach an agreement to work together. Lourdes learns that the professor sent her a recommendation letter that basically waived her tuition fee. Um, and Fernanda confronts a couple 
that had tried to give her a ride earlier in the in the book and realizes that they were the ones behind the spate of missing children and along with a goddess kills them. End of book. End of story. <laughs> yes. I really liked it. It was good. <laughs> it was more like the shocking scene with the priest. You knew there was something off because yes. the way uh, she portrays him immediately, like his obsession, and yes. then being called out because it's kind of the uh, an exorcist scene where an exorcist is like, I see your sins. Mm-hmm. Like you see it every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then th- that happens with this this priest and then you find out that he's obsessed with like the virginity slash purity of women. Yeah. And so if he finds someone that he thinks that he can preserve their purity by mm-hmm. killing them, turns out she had two kids and the husband and like he was still, they were still coming to his church. Real twisted. It was. And there were very few chapters from his point of view or maybe even just sections. There wasn't too much, but it was no. like enough for you to be <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> this, right, you're like, this is out of criminal minds. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my thought was. This guy needs some real help here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And he's at first presented as like a real paragon of the community mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. someone people respect. But then, but nope. then. <laughs> no. Yeah, but then... Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer... Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242-424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. So, we do, there are a lot of themes in this. I think one of the big ones is friendship, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we yeah. have some some quotes Five of us sat in a circle doing our best to emulate the girls in the craft, hoping to unleash some power to take us all away from our home to the place of our dreams. 
But we weren't witches. We were five Chicanas living in San Antonio, Texas, one year out of high school. So like immediately, it really sets up um, just with the language used. Um, It really brings you in. I was like, okay, okay, let's see what (laughs) happens here. Um, Here's another quote. Fernanda giggled at my sudden onset of clairvoyance. She always said I was so f***ing dramatic. Yes, I am, was my response. When your insides are egg white soft, you learn to develop an exterior tougher than fossilized dead things. I mean, again, that's just great writing. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They also have a note. There is a through line of periods and kind of just womanhood Mm -hmm. throughout this. Um, But there is the line of all their periods being in sync. When Fernanda has her if they're not sure is a period mm-hmm. or not, they're kind of like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> we normally have them at the same time, which right. I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's another quote. What drew me to these females was their love for each other, the strength within each of them to withstand the fires they live with and the fires to come. So many fires you will have to endure if your generation survives. Right. Yeah. So just there... I did really like that. As Fernanda was, they knew something was wrong. They really never gave up on her despite all of these roadblocks. Mm-hmm. And they they would contact each other and like, just like the scene with Anna and uh, Lord S, what they like figure out about the language. Like they were just very, never giving up on each other. They didn't. Uh, I just had a connection about the book that I kind of separated until just now. I was like, oh, that's what that was. Because I was thinking about the memorial scene. Like, all these young girls were being were missing. Mm-hmm. And it was always Latina girls. So they came together. Um, and they were really sad that Fernanda wasn't there, you know, because she would have been right there praying with them and, mm-hmm. and being a part of this. And then, like, uh, the that's when one of the friends, I don't know if it's Anna or Perla, it's like, hey, we need to go check in on her. Is she okay? And this is when Lordess is like, I'm not sure, so I'm not going to tell him anything yet. Yeah. Because I still don't know either. Uh, but trying to trying to save everything. But they all, they all like care for each other. They don't get mad or blame with each other or trying to pin each other against each other. So it, that's nice, like, uncraft-like. So I'm like, yeah, yes. that's, that's good. No mean girl here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it connected with the couple. I was like, oh, that was the couple. Yep. Oh, okay. So the couple at the end of the book that gets mm-hmm. killed, who never met Fernanda mm-hmm. at there, but uh, Lourdes knew was off. She's like, these people look familiar. Who are these people? And something yes. was off because she was the woman was trying to take something mm-hmm. uh, from the memorial, mm-hmm. and they're like, this is this is an odd interaction. And then, then coming back to it, I was like, oh, that's who that was. Yep. That's because I never understood the significance of the couple. I was like, what was that supposed yep. to be? And now I'm like, oh yeah. So spoiler. At the yeah. end, who die? That's the couple who showed up to the memorial mm-hmm. or to the vigil, rather vigil, mm-hmm. and was a part of this. But yeah, it, it was a good scene too, like having Lourdes trying to be the forefront and making sure everything is controlled, as well as the fact that she was for her mom, who her mom was uh, Fernanda's mom was controlling and over the top. Um, and then finally, kind of like, like, okay, I'm the one who sinned. Like, I this is my fault type of thing. To whatever will help. Bring the right. professor, bring whomever you need to, right. to, like, I need to confess my sins to, all these things. But, like, mm-hmm. having Lourdes being the forefront and then having the the good friends in the background talking and trying to, like, convince the right way to go. And then all of them coming together to celebrate their graduation and college. It was like, oh, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, they really suck together. And I I liked that a lot. Because, yeah, in the craft, they really did it. <laughs> did not. <laughs> no. Did not. <laughs> no. Another theme, uh, of course, coming of age and identity. Uh, here's a quote. All right, hold hands, don't let go. I want you to believe in your hearts we can be heard. What I meant was I need to be heard because my thoughts barely carried over the pop of the deep fat fryer during a double shift. I was sick of feeling like splattered grease stuck on the wall. Again, yes. this is really good writing. Like uh, BT Dubs, they have like Sonic in play and I really loved it. Oh, like, cool. Like, <laughs> no, 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 not the music. Just the, the like, restaurant. They talk about the Sonic a lot. Oh. Oh, I see. The restaurant. I was like, oh, sound effects? No. She worked at isn't she it Sonic. Worked, yes. The slushy, yeah. yeah. I was like, they're actually using a company. This is hysterical because I've been there. I have too. And I, I hate that feeling. Foolishly walked through. I walked through the drive through. <laughs> and that's just not a thing you do at Sonic, I Why guess. Would you do this? I don't know. I didn't have a car. <laughs> and then I realized they had like tables, but I thought you had to walk through. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I was in high school at that point. <laughs> Were you trying to be funny? No, I wasn't <laughs> trying to be funny at all. I thought I, uh, I didn't know oh. what else to do. I didn't have a car. <laughs> that was perfect. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, one thing about Lourdes is definitely that she's angry. And she gets told that being angry isn't pretty. That's something she hears a lot. She's also pressured into doing more than she wanted when it comes to dating. And then again, being told, like, oh, you're angry when she says no or something like that. Um, she's also, like, trying to learn more about her roots because she doesn't speak Spanish. And that makes her feel, like, incompetent or bad. And then when she meets the professor, it's like this connection that maybe she could be a writer and learn more about this stuff. There's also a whole thing throughout with um, Lord S about class and not being able to afford college, about having to stay and care for her family. And yeah, that dutiful daughter bit of like very much being expected to take care of her family and parentification, which we've talked about before on here. Um, and for her specifically feeling like you can't confide in anyone or ask for help, because she does like... As much as the friend group helps each other out, uh, Lourdes definitely is like, I don't want to worry anybody, which makes sense if you're in charge of keeping the peace in your family. Um, but she's like, let's not, I'll, I'll wait and tell them about this until later. I'll wait and see. Here's another quote. Be smart, but not too smart. Be beautiful, but not so pretty as to make other females mad. Be successful, but not bossy or overly ambitious. Nobody likes a mouthy brown woman. Be a declawed kitten which yeah again goes back to like how it clashes with who she is and how she interacts with the world and her anger that she feels and rightfully so but mm -hmm. I love the writing I think it's so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they, they of course have a big thing about faith of the group it looks like Lourdes is the one that is the, the least religious um, talking about how she doesn't believe in any of this and why she doesn't believe in any of this here's a quote 
uh, I was as broke in faith as I was in pocket. This was a time when you had ice storming around like possessed stormtroopers on crack, people getting shot, trying to learn or pray or buy milk, stories of people going missing, bodies of displaced people washed up on riverbeds, and coastlines for all to see, to cry about, but ultimately forgot. I'm trying to remember when the young boy, uh, the picture of the young boy, uh, refugee boy who had been found on shore, because uh, it's like uh, that's the first imagery that actually popped in my head mm-hmm. when we had that huge conversation about refugees and constant like inhumane language when things like that would happen. So yeah, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh damn. Yeah, and also the line I was broken faith as I was in pocket. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> Here's another quote. Being a young woman isn't a crime. This wasn't Salem. But at the same time, I knew this wouldn't be let go. It's about how visible your veins are beneath your skin and what hangs between your legs. If I didn't feel absolutely f- before, I did now. And so this is, that was in regards to realizing like, oh, they're going to be blamed for this because they're not religious enough or because they're women or because they aren't white uh, because they want sex or that they've had drugs or maybe they've had alcohol. Like, all of those things, that idea of like, oh, I will will be blamed for this. I will not be believed when it comes to what happened to Fernanda. There's also a lot of Christian imagery in this, um, there's a lot of like virgin candles, which I thought was pretty uh, <laughs> on point. <laughs> um, here's another quote Purity in mind and purity in heart. You are for your husband and Christ and no one else, was the preacher's mantra. Every Wednesday, every f-ing Wednesday, who goes to church on a Wednesday? I watched my mother, who wouldn't carry a note, sing happily in church choir because her man was happy she bounced around up here. I glowered at the sight and sound. It seemed so inauthentic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like the Wednesday bit. Yeah, and I love that. I feel like so much of what Lourdes is saying is like she's seeing through the superficial veil Mm -hmm. that is up. She's seeing through like you're going to church Almost for like putting on airs, like you're going to church on Wednesday, but we all know like you're not your your mantra. We're not following that. No one is, and we all know it. It's an open secret. (laughs) (laughs) We're just pretending, (laughs) right? Which Mm -hmm. is religion in itself, especially more now. And then it goes on with another one. The only thing you hear where I come from is don't get pregnant. Don't get pregnant because that is always the beginning for us. A prophecy of failure come true. All the pointed fingers could say, see, not just stereotypes. Another one is born. We were modern girls. We knew where Planned Parenthood was, at least the ones that remained open. (laughs) So true. It made me almost wish I had been born without a womb so that no man would want me and no God would expect me to be leashed. The rest of me could be mine and mine alone. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Oof. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Here's another quote. And this is about uh, the goddess of filth. Everything about her could be considered a nightmare, but I wasn't scared. She glowed with fury, beauty, and power. Half woman, half beast. This was no ghost or demon. She was everything I wished I could be. Fire and anger with bitterness wet my lips. My soul wanted to fall to its knees and beg her to tell me her secrets. So I think that's great. Like the kind of that just unrestrained 
anger and her being the the goddess of filth being so unrepentant in who she is and what she is and how that really connected with Lord S. Um, and eventually Fernanda as well. Like they become kind of <laughs> best buddies in the same body. <laughs> well, Lourdes was the one that was getting all the dreams because the goddess felt the most connected with her. Mm-hmm. Even though Fernanda was the one the most willing mm-hmm. and open. Mm-hmm. So it was like an interesting, and she needed both of them. But of course, this was because she was trying to tell the, the whole point of her possessing Fernanda was because she wanted to tell her story mm-hmm. in this original language. Yes. But because Fernanda wasn't aware of what was happening, Lourdes was the original intent to write the stories, which is why she went into college to learn this language to do all these things. Yes, yes, which I love. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242-424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. There's also uh, some themes of female sexuality being taboo we've talked about. There's homophobia in there, for sure. Here's another quote. I didn't want to bother saving myself for anyone special because my body didn't need saving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, here's a quote about the preacher. So, so the preacher, as I said, kind of like ran out in a panic the first mm-hmm. time that he spoke with Fernanda after she had been possessed. And here is a quote about that from Fernanda slash the goddess of filth. I asked him if he wanted to eat my sin. She opened her legs so I could see in the mirror she wasn't wearing any underwear. That man has just as much sin inside of him as everyone else. She told me, who is he to tell me I'm evil? Who anointed him? And he does have, uh, there are a lot of, kind of cues 
<laughs> that before you know what what he did, that something is amiss with him. And one is like he always feels like his collar is choking him, like his priestly collar. He is obsessed with purity. And through that, you see kind of this whole conversation about um, colonialism and religion and him thinking, you know, like he is the better person. And it, and then all the kind of the vigilante stuff that Fernanda and the goddess of filth are doing at the end, which is fun uh, <laughs> to kind of remedy that or at least address that in some way. But yeah, yeah. I heard another quote. She is a fierce goddess, one I believe to be misunderstood but important. She is known as the goddess of filth. She's the eater of sin and the unclean. However, she also represents fertility after death. So I think it's interesting that we mentioned earlier that it, it's the professor is kind of like, it's, it's sort of a misnomer, like the name goddess of filth, because that makes it sound like she's filthy, but really she's mm-hmm. like eating. She takes on the filth, yeah. Yes, the sin. Yeah. And has been misunderstood or purposely misrepresented right? since then. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> here's a final quote. I want to say that I no longer want to be seen as crazy or a thing to be forgotten. My existence is more than a bloody, dirty rag you cast away every month. I am here because would you not answer a cry for help? I look different. My language is something not everyone understands, but the stories from the past are important. Human history has been one of chaos, and in chaos, many things become lost. People are subjugated and integrated whether they like it or not. I am here to revive those stories from the source. I have traveled a long way through light and volatile stardust. The stars in the night sky are moth holes in space-time, and the bodies of the larvae between each hole are the means of travel. But here I am. Yeah, I think it's like a great... because it's a. So the theme is that that everybody's like, she's possessed by a demon, she's possessed by a demon. Right. And in actuality, she's possessed by a goddess. And not, like, I don't think they actually say possess. Yeah. I think they try to take that word back. Uh, they do, because that implication possesses meaning, like, demon. Because Fernanda does have a choice. Uh, Fernanda mm-hmm. asks her to stay because mm-hmm. uh, she loves this new power of freedom. She loves by- finding herself uh, as a whole woman that, like, we do get to see, like... I did really appreciate the romance scene between her and Ruben and her choices because everything was really slow in itself and also everything was, like, lovingly consented. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if people <laughs> experienced that as their first time for real, for real? Like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know if she meant to. Like, taking what sexuality it can be seen, especially when it's a young woman f- with her first time, and instead of, like, making it sad or over the top or, like, like really painful or hurtful or, or like, really damaging and traumatizing, it made it this way. Mm-hmm. And I think that implication was that, you know, the goddess helped her to see what she wanted and then do as she wanted and be able to be in control and like have it being able to be outspoken on what she did and didn't like like I was like oh and then also when she wanted to do something or when she didn't Mm -hmm. so I really felt like that was a great turn uh, in portraying these types of scenes because we've seen it in so many different ways and it's always like ugh like that's ugh you know like just so almost dismissive and almost things that you're like eh but like the goddess 
really helps her capture her own womanhood, essentially, is mm-hmm. kind of the idea. And I love that. And then Fernanda, like, I couldn't bend this person without you. Please stay. And the compromise is, yeah, we'll kill some people and take film. <laughs> um, but if you'll help me can remain control. Right. You know, yeah. those things. Um, with that, also telling her story, which is mm-hmm. so important. Like, I feel like that's such a great uh, conversation that we've had, like, women being erased in history. Yeah. In general, and then like even we've talked about legends and how they've turned from something that used to be cool to like this awful sexualized over the top thing, mm-hmm. or like very domesticated or uh, subservient creatures, which they weren't originally supposed to be, right? Like because it was a narrative that fit patriarchy. So I really liked that idea too. Like it just portrayed a lot. And then coming back to that being the demon part, which is what the priest who is right. the center of patriarchy, thinking right. that he was going to prove everybody wrong by showing that demons existed and he's the one that's been given visions and that he can justify killing women mm-hmm. for their purity by saying, I'm doing this because God has put me right. in this place and I can see it. And it's like, Rah. so it was a really great turn of like flipping uh, so many of those narratives. Yeah, and I really like, too, that whole, like, telling your story bit that Lourdes, you know, goes to school for that and and is learning this language and is connecting to her heritage in that way. But also, yeah, I mean, the goddess asked Fernanda, like, are you cool with what happened <laughs> with Ruben? Like, are you yeah, good? She's, like, she's, like, checking in. <laughs> yeah. She's also kind of representative of just womanhood in general, like when she's talking about, you know, and not every woman has a period, but when she's talking about like, you know, every month, here's here it is, this idea of her and that we've been shamed for being women for so long. And she's like, no, 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 that's not what it was supposed to be. And trying to correct where that has gone wrong. But also, it, it does feel very, as so many horror movies do, that sort of like, oh, young women coming into age, having their periods, being sexual, it's terrifying. But the goddess turns around and is like, no, this can be great. Like, let's, <laughs> mm-hmm. let's just make sure that this is what you want. And I do love that. I really, really enjoyed that. And it's honestly, in the beginning... When Fernanda is like suffering, it's because she's fighting the goddess and she's having to deal with this priest. Like it's mm-hmm. when she sort of accepts, oh no, this is what I, I want and this is what who I am, that the the pain and suffering starts to ease and she starts to feel more herself. So I really liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. It was good. Yes. And uh, I would definitely say check it out. It's a great read. It's pretty quick. Also, as we're recording this, it is Halloween. So quick shout out. My 13 Days of Halloween episode is out. Yes. Episode 6, Defense. I was also on an episode of Stuff to Blow Your Mind, where I was a monster hunter in uh, <laughs> the most recent listener mail. So check that out if you're still looking for Halloween stuff. Um, and I don't think we're done yet, so <laughs> probably some Whoa. more to come. But in the meantime, uh, we hope that you, whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate, you're doing well and you're having a good time. And we'd love to hear from you. As always, if you have any suggestions for our next book, 
Uh, you can email us at stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at Momstuff Podcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff I Never Told You. Uh, we have a Tee Public store. We have a book. Uh, there's a lot of horror stuff in there as well. Uh, you can get it wherever you get your books. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.